to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Tonight on Universe Box, Tom Hanks tackles SNL. Tesla perfects the self-driving car. And Nintendo unveils the future of gaming. This is Universe Box. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Amber E. This is Universe Box for October 20th, 2016. And we haven't been around for about a week. Well, we kind of have. Sorry. We, we kind of have, because uh, we released episode uh, nine uh, just a couple days ago. Oh, or sorry, episode eight, eight a couple days ago, which was, like, was a sam- which was a sampler platter uh, of, of all sorts of fun sampler plattery stuff. Um, it, basically, what we did is we took a, a, our best stories from the first uh, seven episodes or so, and then we simply uh, pasted them together into a best of to put out to our other podcast. So if you're coming from one of our other podcasts, welcome. Welcome. Uh, we're we're happy to have you, and uh, we're happy to be here tonight too. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, we were going to move it for uh, a concert on Tuesday, and it got uh, all Monday mixed up. Monday was just well. Yeah. We had a case of the Mondays. We did have a major so... case of the Mondays, but we're back here tonight to talk the about a the bunch of exciting stuff. Hey, Marie, what are you what are you getting into this weekend? Sleeping. Sleeping. I, I'm hoping. That's fair. I'm hoping to sleep. <laughs> Maybe laundry. Laundry? It's taking over my life. You know what I'm, I'm going to do? What? I'm finally going to uh, get caught up on Supergirl is, is a plan. More power to you. And also, I'm going to be listening to the new Greetings from Storybrooke, which has oh, been, if you guys didn't know, we hey. used to do a podcast about Once Upon a Time called Greetings from Storybrooke. We quit it uh, back after the season finale this year. Not to be year. confused with Quidditch. And we've passed it on to some of our listeners. So uh, if you like Once Upon a Time and you like our sensibility, because, I mean, these guys, they've kinda, there are people. There are people. They're, mm-hmm. they're a lot like us. Uh, go ahead over to Greetings from Storybrooke com and you know subscribe check it out and it'll also be up on the pa- main page at universebox.com every every week too so yep. so it'll be good it'll be good uh and you know what speaking of television we're looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in televisionary sony invests in hopster sony hopster. picture television has invested- or hipster Hopster, Hopster. No, we don't need to invest in the hipsters. Hipster, Hopster. <laughs> it's invested in Hopster, a subscription service for kid-centric video and interactive content. It even has an app. Sony Ooh. hopes to increase their on-demand services in the growing subscription kids space, which sounds like the plot to a Goosebumps episode. It does. It does. The growing subscription kids space. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there's an evil ventriloquist dummy there, too, for some reason. For some reason. We have no <laughs> idea why. Okay. So I like this idea because really with more parents like me leaning more and more on on-demand and interactive programming, mm-hmm. God love the tablets, uh, <laughs> for their children versus say a coloring book when they can color on the tablet and just like start over and over mm-hmm. and over well it's um, funny you keep mentioning a tablet because you did you know they have an app okay <laughs> they have an app it's also on some like roku type devices okay i don't know if it's necessarily on roku mm-hmm. but which I know is our preferred device of choice if we've never device. mentioned it right um but i saw that it's on um it's in the itunes store it's android it's streaming television um apps or devices with their app blah 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 blah, blah. but <laughs> 
Um, I think Sony's investment in Hopster is probably a really good decision for them, business-wise. Because mm-hmm. um, they haven't been doing too well business-wise lately. Have they? I, I'm no. not so sure. I just thought it was pretty interesting. No, they've had a lot of flops in the movie field uh, the past Any year or so. Any examples you want to give me? Um, I, I, a bunch. So no, got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one of my questions though, is with Disney programming really taking over Netflix and Nickelodeon and a lot of PBS really mm-hmm. taking over Amazon are, is, um, Hopster really going to be a lot of standalone content, like their con- original content or what are they going to be carrying? Like is yeah. Sony going to put out a whole line just for Hopster or mm-hmm. what's going on? Well, yeah, from what I gathered from reading the article and a, uh, a link out from the article, oh, okay. which, by the way, we'll have links to all these articles at universebox.com in the show notes, mm-hmm. uh, but it's London-based, so it's... it's A it, lot of British television. Lot, well, not British television, but British content, and it, I think I believe it's all created originally for the service. Okay, so. see, that actually makes it even more worth it, because it's only $5 a month, mm-hmm. which it's worth it. If you ask any parent, that's worth it, because a lot of it's going to be that downloadable, like, I think we mentioned that about netflix and how you're going to be able to download it and watch it offline uh-huh um the service offers that yeah so. and over in the chat room angel which by the way you can join us in the chat room 10 p.m uh, eastern time tuesdays and thursdays at live.universebox.com but angel says this is slowly edging out traditional television which mm. uh yeah de- definitely although it feels like it's not or it feels like it's already happened just because we've been off of traditional television for eight, for years. eight, eight years something like that we watch a lot of traditional television but we mm. don't watch it in traditional means yeah typically yeah. but i this uh, this hopster thing i you know it's only 4.99 a month which isn't bad but I, i'm still pretty dubious about any service that isn't netflix amazon or the very recent edition sling tv to us, yeah yeah i that that's really more than enough content especially for kids i think uh i do like that it's ad free but at the same time, my kids watch way too much television already, so I don't think they need any more. Well, it's actually not aimed at kids, um, our kids' age. It's uh, aimed at like, preschool oh. more. So I think, and I think it has. And a everyone lot to knows do. A, a lot of TV is good for kids that young, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, Mm-mm, I'm done now. I'm just beating an old smart Alec. You can I keep know going. you are. No, I just it's because they're also making it interactive, which is actually good for kids mm-hmm. that age. Yeah. Especially because once they get to school, even in kindergarten, they're already doing a lot on the computer. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, we we played a stick ball with a uh, with a uh, micro machines. Sports and reference. Other stuff. I know, but a, a decent enough deal, probably good for Sony. But I think we both agree that. Probably not going to pick it up right away. It's not something that is screaming for us, but hey, I Mm -hmm. know people who would love it. All right. Well, thanks for that. You want to tell us about the next story here? Hanks hosting SNL for the first time in 10 years. Tom Hanks, or thanks to his friends, (laughs) is returning to the SNL stage for the first time in over a decade. He'll be joined by musical guest Lady Gaga, who probably hadn't graduated high school the last time he hosted. I would assume not. I I don't Uh, know. I think she she had, actually. See, I thought she was like 19 or 20 when she hit it big yeah it's been a while since she's been i guess big. i guess she's probably well, she was probably on the last episode with him way to research <laughs> uh, <laughs> no um i know that the host of snl isn't always news necessarily but when the host is tom hanks it's something to get excited about because tom hanks is amazing everything the man touches basically turns to gold and i kind of can't wait to see it which is something mm-hmm. i haven't said about snl <laughs> in years um, and if we can get a sketch with him and Lady Gaga, all the better because bring on the meat dress and Wilson. Definitely. You, you know what? Um, 
Although you laugh, you laugh. I, I kind I of, I'm very, very afraid about the direction they might go with this uh, based on how SNL has been the past couple of years. Now, Tom Hanks, first of all, very funny from bosom buddies on super funny guy even when he's having a casual conversation like i've seen heard him on the nerd nerdist podcast mm -hmm. hilarious right hilarious and i'm sure he's gonna do fine despite uh whatever quality material they, they bring him. Give him yeah 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 i'm really ho i'm just really hoping it's not an episode filled with parodies of his classic films like you know oh, i don't yeah. want to run forest run or a big or anything oh, you else know there's like gonna that. be at least one or two like of them. during the opening monologue okay that's to be expected but uh he's way better than a, a sort of trotting out Zach Morris on Jimmy Kimmel kind of throwback, like made for viral video. Tom Hanks is he's a Hanks. better class than that. Yeah, he's he thanks. thanks. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just give him some good material, Lorne Michaels, please. Lorne oh, Michaels. Lorne Michaels. Do the man right. <laughs> let's see. Over in our chat room, um, let's see. Um, Angel T is, uh, says, uh, psychology studies might agree with your sarcasm, Bill. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of thought they might about the children uh, watching too much TV. And you know, there's studies in both directions, just saying. And she also thinks that Tom Hanks is an amazing actor. And yes, you know what he's he an amazing actor in? Films. So go ahead and grab <laughs> some popcorn. I don't know where you're going. Yeah. Go ahead and grab some popcorn and find your seat. We're opening up the curtain on Cinematters. Okay, Anne-Marie, it's Thursday, it's which Thursday. means it's time for one thing. What is it? the weekend box office preview yes. okay so there wasn't much to pick from this week folks yeah because if Basically, you didn't know usually last what, weekend was the good weekend mm, usually what we do is we go through and we find what movies are opening and we each pick one to talk about whether we've heard of it or not because we don't want to talk about 50 movies no because every week no yeah so that'll take too long so what was your pick this weekend my Marie? pick this week is keeping up with the joneses basically it's there for a giggle. It has a star-studded cast with uh, Zach Galifianakis, um, I, I, Ida, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher. I yeah. can't pronounce it. Sorry. Uh, Gal Gadot and John Hamm. So there's four really good actors right off the bat. However, it just feels like, you know, your regular run-of-the-mill comedy mm -hmm. anymore. Like, they can chug these out so quick. Just yeah. to make a couple bucks. Yeah, actually, um, when you were uh, telling me what the cast was before we started the show, I was like, didn't I pick this a few weeks back? For, yeah, very, for it was very similar. And you know what? It's that same genre. Mm -hmm. It's um, You know, it's not a terribly original or intriguing story, but it doesn't look bad. Like, I could see myself watching it at home on the couch in my pajamas with a beer, but I don't see myself spending the money on a babysitter in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I mean, it, it, was, it was a fun. Money, I mean, yeah. But it more maybe save it for Netflix. This this is a save it for at home. Although I don't think we've mentioned this. Uh, we've been watching um, a lot of Sling TV and stuff lately, and they have they Third have that plug of the episode, but whatever. But but no, they have ad. We should get sponsored. Uh, but uh, they have ads on there for the Huntsman, and at the end of it, uh, they always say oh, yeah. will not be on Netflix for, for years. years, years and years and, and like, years. It's okay. I'm not watching <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> okay, and my, my pick uh, was Boo, a Medea Halloween. Uh, yes, Tyler uh, Perry uh, is back as Medea in this perfect example of how an indie darling builds a career by making crap. I, I 
Wow. Okay, first of all, uh, you know, before you think I'm too harsh, I really liked Diary of a Mad Black Woman when it came out back in 2005, the original Medea movie. Mm -hmm. And I thought that Tyler Perry was destined to be his generation's Kevin Smith or Robert Rodriguez or Quentin Tarantino or something like that. Uh, But he very quickly sold out with a million Medea movies and a lot of really bad TVS sitcoms. Oh, I forgot about the TV show. Well, uh, we used to live in Atlanta, and and that's where his studio was based. Uh, That's where they make all those TVS sitcoms. But this outing, I I watched the trailer, really looks to be the worst of the lot, and it sticks the titular uh, Medea in your basic scary movie Halloween parody kind of thing. Looks like there's going to be zombies and ghosts and people screaming, but it it looks really... Ah! It looks really lowbrow, just like the scary movie movies. Nice. Uh, you know, still, Tyler Perry's movies are really popular, and we haven't had a really great Halloween comedy, I don't think, since Ernest Scared Stupid. That's because you love Ernest. Uh, so I, I predict it'll probably win the weekend and then drop like a stone next mm. week. Uh, let's see here. Over in the chat room. Uh, uh, well, first of all, we've been joined by Bobby. Hello, uh, Bobbert. He says he's cramming for tomorrow. Uh, that, that's true. Uh, on this channel, tomorrow night. Uh, 9 p.m. 9 p.m., I believe. Uh, but yes. live.universebox.com. They're going to be doing the first episode of the new greetings from Storybrooke. Yep. Please join them in the chat. We'll probably be there, maybe. More than likely. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, what else was being Angel said? Angel says, oh. for movies, all I know is I'm sick of the new Ouija movie trailers. You know, I saw that one there, and I was like, nope, I'm not even watching that one. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, is I, I saw today that on Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting like a very high score, like a 90. The Ouija movie? The Ouija, the Ouija 2. Ouija 2 Electric. Is this uh, like I know it's Ouija no. Origin of Evil is the official name of the movie. But it, that kind of surprised me because it seemed like the first one seemed like a cheap cash in, like on a Ouija board. Yeah, and so it seemed like the sequel would be an even cheaper, cashier in. Mm-hmm. Cash uh, but uh, apparently, not so much. Uh, speaking of cheap cash ins, though, what's our next story? Excuse me, uh, Willy Wonka reboot is on the way. What? A new Willy Wonka is on the way, brought to you by a Harry Potter producer and written by a guy who wrote The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, I didn't read that far. Uh, (laughs) The film will focus on Wonka before the Chocolate Factory, ground very well worn in the Tim Burton adaptation. The creators hint that if the film does well, it could eventually lead us to a Charlie Grandpa Joe future installments. Which, uh, by, by the way, you know, I, I will mention back on the Universe Box, our Universe Box classic feed, we, we, did it. we reviewed both movies, the, yes, Will, the Tim Burton one and the Gene Wilder one. So. We compared and contrasted. I, how do you think that would have been if Tim Burton had played Willy Wonka in his reboot? That would have been great. Uh, but what do you think about this uh, this new prequel? Okay, so even with a key player from the Harry Potter franchise working on this reboot, I am very skeptical. This version is only a reboot of sorts since the movie is supposed to take place years before Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is set. But, you know, that potential of the franchise, they're already just, they're banking on it doing good because of the story. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I really need a third Wonka in my lifetime, though. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't know. I think I have a different perspective on this because, I mean, I... Gene Wilder was my first, obviously, and, uh, you know, I I saw that movie many times, but then when I got into community theater, there were like three or four productions of Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the local area, so I saw a lot of people do it, and I kind of of saw the different interpretations and stuff, so. You know, I really have issues with with it because like i i just want to keep the gene wilder in my Mm -hmm. head like that's my childhood and that's the one i want yeah 
I okay, I know we're like hosting a reboot right now, but <laughs> I am so tired of reboots and I've said it before and I will continue to say it. Just stop. Somebody write something original, create your own character. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have I mean, there are only like I what was it? Uh not Plato, uh one of Plato. the old those old philosopher guys. He had oh. twenty six dramatic si situations that every story falls into one of these twenty six categories. So I mean it's really you really can't write an original story there are pretty yes, much yes you can there are 26 variations but you can do the original world is a little bit different since the time of plato no but i'm ju just saying that it, if you read those dramatic situations <laughs> like you can find if you have a story in your head you can find one of those situations that matches it a hundred percent of the time it's but the point situation. is uh, you can you can you can have you know an old played out story that's been being told for thousands of years mm -hmm. and make it original by making the characters original by making the voice original the perspective original and that's really hard to do when you're pre-booting pre Willy Wonka yeah. <laughs> you know? so. but you, you know as for me as much as I love the first uh, there are the film version of Charlie and the Chocolate factory the burton one mm. I, I i thought its biggest weakness was the stuff with his dad uh his dad who was the dentist and yeah, 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 yeah. played by christopher lee uh if this movie is less like that and more of the scenes of him traveling around the world and building these giant chocolate castles that right. melt i you know that was cool yeah i'll probably like it more if it if it's more that you know him maybe going to find the oompa loompas all that kind of stuff i i, I just i really wish they just bite the bullet and do an adaptation of Charlie in the Great Ga Glass Elevator. Cause you know, at the end of- Yeah, 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 where they go through- Of all the, the Willy Wonka movies, go. like uh, the last thing you see is, you know, Charlie and Wonka going up in the glass elevator. Right. Well, it turns out that glass elevator can go anywhere uh, through sp uh, outer space and everything. Space it's, and time. It's basically Doctor Who with Wonka as the doctor. You Ooh. know, come to think of it, I think Matt Smith would make a really great Willy Wonka. Young Willy Wonka. Okay, see, I'm on board with Matt Smith. There you go, movie makers. The casting's complete. Now go make the movie and do us proud. And don't make a crappy one, please. please. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get back into talking about some more entertainment news stories this week. But first, we want to tell you a little bit about our Patreon. Amory, what's a Patreon? A Patreon is a way for you to help support our podcast and all of the stuff that we do. All of the stuff. All of the stuff. Through a monthly donation reoccurring charge on your beautiful little credit card. Yeah, it's, it's like NPR or something where you, you you throw them a couple shekels every couple months. Uh, you know, this is just throwing a you small amount. You get a little something back. Every month, yeah. And uh, we have a lot, uh, lot of different re rewards. We have different tiers there we're trying levels. to uh, unlock, like a, a podcasting course. Yes. If you have ever wanted to be a podcaster, help mm -hmm. us get there and we'll give you the course for free. All the way up to a big Universe Box party, party. here in Orlando, Florida. But the biggest uh, plus of the Patreon is if you donate $5 or more a month, you become a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club. Patrons? Patrons Club. Patrons. Uh, now, this is a very exclusive club. Like I said, you have to donate like five bucks uh, to get into what? it. Which $5? is insane. Uh, but what we'll do for you one, we'll read your name on every episode of every podcast we do as long as you're giving the donation. And two, two, we'll rub your feet. Who doesn't like having their feet rubbed? Nobody. And we have some Epsom salts, some nice lotions. I am not rubbing your feet. Okay, I'll rub your feet. I'll rub everyone in this list feet. Uh, the $5 Star Patrons Club, Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Mac 79 <laughs> Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cattler, Hope Molinax, Karen Horlatcher and Jessica Gonzalez. You guys, you're getting your feet rubbed. 
and it's all thanks to your donations over at patreon.com slash universe box and to remember to think outside what's wrong with rubbing people's feet oh no i'm all about rubbing people's feet you're not that good. oh i'm not okay no. sorry about that okay it's okay though you know what you know what will help what I, I, I think if people throw on their headphones and, uh, you know, I'll warm up my pipes. And, and then we're going to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune. That wasn't in tune. So our first story for in tune is the 2017 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced this year's nominees. And it's a roster of bands that will make you feel old when you hear them. Uh, the nominees are Journey, Yes, The Cars, or include, because it's not all, just that. Uh, Journey, Yes, The Cars, Electric Light Orchestra, Pearl Jam, Jay Giles Band, Steppenwolf, The Zombies, and more. Steppenwolf, not to be confused with the protagonist from the upcoming Justice League movie. Uh, just huh? putting that out there. But hey, Emery, what do you think about these nominations? <laughs> I was like, why? Um, so I love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been there many, many times. It's, it's It has some really fun and cool uh, music memorabilia. Always fun to go through. Um, and these this year's class is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Like Tupac, Janet Jackson, Pearl Jam, just to name a few. This induction ceremony is going to be amazing to watch. I would say it's going to be off the hook. Or off, off the chain. Or off the hizzy if you're nasty. Oh. <laughs> um, but, but no, it was a, a very interesting uh, very list. Good. It's always a pretty, um, they have to pull from everywhere. Because mm -hmm. it's not just rock and roll anymore, because Tupac. Tupac, yeah. Tupac, but not you, so rock. You know, out of all the nominees, though, I think it, it probably it probably has to go to Pearl Jam, right? It's not a one-person thing. It's not a one-person thing. Do one you not know thing. how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame works? I actually don't. I've been there once. Okay, but... <laughs> okay no, this list of, there's like a list of like 15 bands or artists right now, mm -hmm. and then it gets voted on by, you know, music people in the know. Yeah. I think there's some, you know, public vote also, but it's mostly people who are in the business, mm -hmm. and then it's going to be like... Like cut in half. Oh, okay, so like a lot of, of these them. people are going to get it. Yes. Okay, well, that's good then. But it, my pick, uh, you know, I don't think that changes my, my point here. I still think that Pearl Jam is the most deserving. I I, I mean, Zombies, Jay Giles Band, ELO, and Journey have all had quite the impact on American music. But Pearl Jam was the voice of its generation and managed to stay relevant for years and years, not just in the for the music they made, but right. for the business choices they made, like when they sort of routed around Ticketmaster for their concerts and things a, a number of years ago. And they've stayed relevant, too. They've been putting out hip music since the 90s, uh, where a lot of these other bands, they had, you know, their two or three albums, and then they kind of dropped off Well, that's out. because Tupac got killed. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not... <laughs> Or did he? Or did he? Conspiracy theorists. Well, and you know, Janet Jackson is preggers. Can you imagine that induction ceremony? <laughs> Does the baby get in by default? If, yeah. If baby it, Jackson, if you're nasty. Sweet. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, with all these bands, so I, I mean, Journey's probably sold more albums, but when was the last time they did anything but play the same 12 hits over and over and over and right. over again and switch out the lead singer every time someone's voice cracks? Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I'm actually a little surprised about the Jake Giles band, though, because they always felt sort of like a three-hit wonder to me. Like, they had a couple good songs, and then they never did anything again. But that's the thing, is those three songs had an impact. They, they wouldn't have gotten nominated if there wasn't some form of an impact. Journey can thank Glee mm -hmm. for their nomination, probably. 
exactly. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, Journey is pretty. I know, but Journey, it brought it back around. Journey can blame the jukebox in bars across the country for their nomination. Because <laughs> if, if I if I have to go into another bar where they're playing Don't Stop Believing. Exactly. And everyone's singing Glee. along. But everyone is singing along that's like our age and younger because of Glee. And then click, click to Sweet Caroline. Like those Sweet are the two. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. Which is always <laughs> where it goes. And some people only sing the ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I'm the ba, ba, ba. Okay, but you know, speaking of having an impact though, this next artist, I think, <laughs> has had a bigger impact on music than any other artist since maybe uh, Da Vinci. Uh, you want to talk da about Vinci this story? on music? What? <laughs> okay, so Kanye West has added 20 shows to his St. Pablo tour. Kanye West is expanding his, you cannot spell, St. Pablo tour with 21 new shows starting November 17th. Dallas, Denver, Houston, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and several cities right here in Florida are on the docket. Mm -hmm. And the third leg of the tour will include all of the same spectacle that has been making the news over the past several weeks. Yes, like the floating stage and the, mm -hmm. the holdups in Paris and things like that. Amory, what do you think about this news? Kanye's coming to Orlando, y'all. <laughs> okay, so I really would like to go, but it's Kanye, so it's expensive. Yeah, it's, so if even you would like to make a one-time donation to Universe Box and Market Kanye, we'll go. We'll review. We'll do the filming thing that we do. Definitely. You can do that just by going over to universebox.com, and it's kind of blinked out here for some reason, but over on the right-hand sandbar, a there's a, a PayPal donate button. If you click on that, mark your donation Kanye. We will put all those funds Towards, towards going, going to the concert. And we'll do a full review of the oh, Kanye and we'll, concert. I'll do, a, I'll do a Kanye special. We'll do a Periscope. It'll be the whole shebang. Nobody Periscopes. We do Facebook Live now. No. You're old. No. I uh, know, but uh, from, from what I hear, though, uh, Yeezy puts on a really good show, and, and that floating stage of his seems pretty cool, too, as long as you're not under it, uh, which I think I've talked about right. before. Now, the, the tickets are sure to sell out fast, so if you live anywhere on the tour, I'd go ahead and sell a car or a kid so you can hit up a scalper. Or maybe you could just stage a jewelry robbery and collect the insurance money. Oh. Uh, I, th I, think, I think that would be appropriate, and I think Yeezy would approve. He, would. he probably has, like, a book out there, How to Rob Yourself in Five Easy Steps. Five okay. Easy Steps. Five, five Easy, easy steps. steps. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> okay, over in the chat room, uh, Angel's weighing in on some stuff here. Uh, she says if Matt Smith played a young uh, Willy Wonka, she'd be interested. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was hoping for a golden ticket as part of the $5 Star Patrons Club. Sorry about that. But I've got a golden ticket. And uh, she actually blames the movie The Losers, uh, or the movie based on The Losers comic for her love of Don't Stop Believing. Because right. I guess it factors in. I haven't seen I that movie. I don't know that one. I, I know The Losers, but I, I, I don't know the movie. I've the never seen the movie. Yeah, but you <laughs> Bobby blames Journey. Yeah, Bobby Bobby blames Journey over in the chat room. Nice. Okay, well, you, you know what? You might have seen the song in the movie, but uh, did you see the song in the box? I mean, really what's what's in the box? What's in the box? You're about to find out. We we've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the universe box. <laughs> Okay, Marie, what's your pick for this week? Oh, uh, self-driving cars are here. Whoa. So, dude, this is totally happening. Tesla has started road testing self-driving cars with a cross-country drive scheduled to happen in late 2017. 
They have also confirmed that all of their cars from now on will be equipped with the self-driving software. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is completely and 100% exciting to me, even though I can't afford a Tesla. Um, because it just means that sooner rather than later, other cars are going to be going in this self-driven direction. Uh -huh. So road trips are going to become even more awesome. Like, the driver will get to not have to, like, focus. Yeah, you can just, like, hang out. Right, have, like, have and a there's beer. a video. I don't know if you could quite have a beer. Like, you're an emergency person. But in the <laughs> video um, over with the article that we have, you they show you the person driving. Like, there mm -hmm. has to be a person in the seat for right now because, you know, laws. Yeah. They can't actually just send the car out. But well, it's I, pretty I, interesting. They don't touch it. You know, the car, mm -hmm. it parks itself and you summon it. <laughs> so can you imagine like going to the mall and you just like set you it drops you off at the door it parks mm -hmm. itself it can read like handicap signs so it doesn't park there yeah and then you pull up your on your phone there's like a summon button mm -hmm. and it just comes to you see i i, I really love the idea of self-driving cars what i don't love is a self-driving car with non-self-driving cars on the road like I, i'm sure they're probably going to keep the driver requirement until uh the point when all cars are self-driving cars which i hope will be sooner uh rather than later this will make carpool really easy it's really cool though I, I mean i've seen a lot of videos for these uh, uh but i've also seen uh, some news stories where people are trusting them maybe a little bit too much this early in the technology and uh, there was one guy who had a YouTube channel with dozens of videos of him like being like, hey, look, I'm driving ah, uh, with his hands up in the air. And uh, then he ended up passing away because the self-driving car didn't quite work as well as right. he thought it would. Well, I think from what I can tell, these ones seem a little bit more advanced than, you know, that. Yeah. And I mean, the technology is going to continue to improve. Right. But, you, you know, just a... Uh, you know, be careful. I'll do caution. Yeah. Over in the chat room, Angel says Tesla cars are really cool. If only they weren't so expensive. Very, very true. So true. You know what else is probably going to be expensive? What? My universe box pick. What? And that is uh, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nintendo announced today that their new console uh, is going to be called the Nintendo Switch. Its biggest feature has to be the, the ability to pull a tablet out of your console and take your games with you on the road. That's ba pretty cool. Uh, ba yeah, basically there's a there's a dock that you hook up to your TV and you know you're playing your game or whatever and you just walk up slip out the tablet and you can walk around and play your game mm -hmm. uh, it also uses game cartridges rather than disc uh -huh. meaning faster we're back to the cartridges though yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. <gasps> yes and it also even that you get that uh, whole you know cleaning out by blowing experience but also uh, you get faster loading times nice. with disc versus uh, or with uh, cartridges versus disc and less smudging up the underside with your dirty dirty little fingers so mm, dirty little fingers and you don't have to worry about like dropping it on the ground and getting scratches and all that so good. It, it, which is good for a portable system mm -hmm. now, now I saw a, a supposed leak of this design um, a, a couple months ago I think uh, okay. it, it was a it was basically some schematics uh, that had been registered with a patent office or something like that. Right. Uh, but I, the one comment I saw over and over and over again when this was posted was that Nintendo would never do this. Like, this is not the system. And then right. today... It's the, the system. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the announcement comes out, and it's totally the system. Uh, and now another thing I really like about it is that tablet you pull out of the console. Mm -hmm. uh, it has these two controllers that snap off the ends of it. That makes me nervous. Or I, they might slide off, but it, then you it can still makes me you can play a two player game with your tablet, and you know you're just like. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, it, it's just a lot like of fun. It's it's gonna make a two player play player games a lot easier, and that that's something that has been concerning me about certain technologies that they're very insular and very you and the device and that's it and nintendo with stuff like pokemon go although i mean they weren't the complete pokemon? creators of that niantic had a lot or niantic had a lot to do with it but it seems like nintendo's trying to make it a more communal thing again which i think is really cool mm -hmm. i now i i did uh i, I bought my wii u because Year, a couple years ago because they said that the new Zelda game was going to be coming out sometime in the next year or two. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll get a Wii new U now, and then I'll have it when the Zelda game comes out. Okay, well, the Zelda game is going to come out when the Switch does in March. Nice. Uh, but it's also going to come out on the Wii U, so I'm probably not going to be picking up the Nintendo Switch anytime soon. Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. I, the, Depends on the price point. They haven't announced exactly. the price point. Exactly. I think that's really what it's going to be. As long as we're not doing like some $500 system here, we're probably going to get it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But whenever we do get it, it has a ton of third party support. Uh -huh. uh, so there's going to be a ton of games ready and waiting for us whenever we decide to finally jump on the Switch train. Uh, plus, it's going to have Skyrim. Uh, oh, really? that, that's one of the, the games they had in the trailer they released today. And I, I love Skyrim. And what would could be better than portable Skyrim? Gee, I have no idea. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Okay, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, well, that's not relevant. Uh, but uh, you want to go ahead and uh, talk about the holidays. Oh, yes. Tomorrow has some pretty fun holidays. It is Back to the Future <laughs> Day. You may recall last year we did a Back to the Future episode of... <clears throat> universe box mm -hmm. go back and watch it uh it's also apple day apple the fruit not apple the company uh yeah that's later on that's right. october 27th is it no that's when they're announcing the new macbooks or so something. yeah it's yeah. A, that's apple day uh reptile awareness day and count your buttons day so open up your button box and give it a little count okay so basically what you Here need to go. what you need to do tomorrow is you need to go back in time grab an apple when you're heading back to your time machine note the lizard on the wheel of the time machine and appreciate them. then uh look at your console pass the flux capacitor and count the buttons until uh you're sure you've typed in the correct date to come back to the future okay then that's your assignment that's not hard at all <laughs> no Okay, uh, so let's see here. Uh, so, so you know, what are we excited about this week? We're offering up our recommendations in suggestibles. Okay, so normally we uh, each suggest something that we think is kind of cool, uh, but this week we did something that was kind of cool, and we want to talk about it. So, hey, Emery, what are we talking about? Postmodern jukebox. Postmodern jukebox. Okay, so we went to the concert on Tuesday, which is, you know, why everything's been all weird and funky this week. Mm -hmm. And Super funky. Super funky. <laughs> uh, before this concert, you know, I knew of PMJ, but and I liked their music, but I was not a devout fan like Mr. Bill over here. Mm -hmm. um, however, after the concert, I am completely converted, and I want to convert the entire world to be their fans. So go buy their things, download things, watch them on YouTube. Yeah, um, they're, they're great. If, uh, if we didn't explain it well, basically what they do is they... <laughs> 
and by didn't explain it well, Anne-Marie just went into fangirl mode. Yeah, what Postmodern Jukebox does is they take uh, modern day songs and they do them in a 30s, 40s, 50s, sometimes- 20, 20s through 60s. 20s through 60s style, kind of a retro style. Uh, and it's all, it's all arranged by this guy named Scott Bradley, which also did a lot of these kind of covers for uh, Bioshock Infinite a couple of years ago. If you ever played that game, he, he wrote all the music for that and then kind of spun off into his own YouTube channel. Interesting. Didn't know these things. So, so what, 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 did you have any other impressions? Um, let's see here. I sang, I screamed, I cheered, and it was one of the best shows I have ever seen. Part of me wanted to drive across the state to see their other Florida shows because their energy was so infectious. And there was a tap dancer. Yes. I love tap dancer. There was a great tap dancer. There was a phenomenal For tap sure. dancer. And we, we went to see it at the, uh, the Dr. Phillips Arena. It, no. Uh, no. What is it? It's a performing arts center. Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. The here arena's in Orlando. across the street. It's called the Amway Center. And it was a really cool, <laughs> cool uh, theater. It was a bit shallower than I thought it was going to be, but it, it was super tall. And I mean, there was plenty of seating and everything. Uh, we were up in the balconies, which didn't exactly lend itself to, uh, I don't know, seeing people's faces. <laughs> but, right, right. But it was still really But good. it was good just the same. Mm -hmm. uh, now, honestly, though, I, I just want to say that I, I was pretty disappointed that Scott Bradley himself wasn't there because as far as I knew, he, he was always there for all the live shows, but they had a different gentleman who looked a lot like Scott Bradley. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, behind the piano. I, and, you know, like I said earlier, he, he's the mind behind the, the great arrangements of Postmodern Jukebox. So mm -hmm. it was a little like going to see Van Halen uh, <laughs> and getting Van Hagar instead. Uh, uh, still, you know, I, I recognized a few of the performers from the YouTube videos. I pulled a couple of their pictures up just a minute ago on the on the YouTube video. And we were far enough back that I didn't even realize it wasn't Scott Bradley until they called out his name about halfway through the show. Nice. I, also, I thought it was really cool. The MC was an Orlando native. Uh, so, you know, lots of inside jokes. He was amazing. Definitely. He was absolutely amazing. His shoes were sparkly glitter, silver <laughs> glitter. And he had this bun on the top of his head. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah, de Mbop. definitely. Uh, yes, they did it Mbop by Hanson. It's the big finale. And uh, But the standout to me I either had to be their All About That Bass cover just because I love it's that great. arrangement of it. It's the same arrangement from the YouTube video, although they didn't have the girl who does it in the YouTube video. The guy video. is amazing, though. Yeah, the, guy, the bass player with the big beard and everything, mm -hmm. definitely. And uh, it, they also did this really funny comedic striptease for uh, Genuine's uh, Pony. I, it, it was yes. very burlesque. Like they pulled up a guy from the audience and a lot the of like. Silver Fox. Sort of dirty jokes and stuff like that. Lots plus, of dirty jokes. Plus the tambourine guy was awesome. The tambourine guy, he never stopped. From the second he first appeared, he's jumping around, he's dancing, da -da 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 -da. and then like for the finale, he pulled a girl up on stage, gave uh -huh. her a tambourine, and like made her part of the show yeah. for the whole song. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't just like a little like two second thing. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really solid concert. Amazing. Yeah, if, if go if, see it. If they they come around to your neck of the woods, it doesn't matter if Scott Bradley's with them or not. It it doesn't matter if you know the music or not. Mm -hmm. You'll love it. See, over in the chat room, Bobby says, this is the first Nintendo system I've been interested in since Super Nintendo about the Nintendo Switch. Obviously. Which, I that's a long time not to be interested that's in a Nintendo system. That's quite a system. long time, sir. But glad you're on board, Bobby Hawk. Yes. And uh, Angel says, I've seen some of their stuff, uh, referring to Postmodern Jukebox. They're pretty good. They're pretty amazing. They are pretty good. If nothing else, go subscribe to the YouTube channel because they release a new video every week. Mm -hmm. And I, I particularly recommend any of the Puddles the Clown videos they've yes. done. 
also subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's just good. He has his own YouTube? Yeah, he has his own YouTube. Oh. Uh, he does some stuff outside of Postmodern Jukebox. Interesting. So. Good to know. Uh, he's actually played, uh, he, he dresses in this big sort of like Palagachi uh, clown uh, uniform. Uh, he doesn't speak except to sing, and he sounds exactly like old Tom Jones. Like uh, old Tom Jones music. Uh, he's, he's played by a guy named Big Mike Greer who's from Atlanta. Uh, who, but, uh, you know, very cool guy. Uh, very cool scene, all those people for sure. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I feel like I'm blathering. You are a little. But we can't wait to hear your blathering. So let's hear what our listeners have to say in Blather Sky. We actually have blather scapes this week. We do. Yay! It's amazing. Uh, first off, uh, if you want to read it, Anne-Marie, sure. we have a letter from Angel. We have a letter from Angel. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. So this might be a little later for homework, though it doesn't seem like you had a show on Monday. It's <laughs> a best of show. Yes. Um, so here's a response for last Before Thursday. Before episode 10, we had the best of. Whatever. Uh, finally got around to watching the Rogue One trailer, and it was pretty good. It has a similar feel to the originals, I think. I'm not going to tell you you guys are wrong because, hey, respecting people's differences and opinions is cool. Mm -hmm. Anyway, for more relevant news, for what looks like you guys are going to be talking about today, it looked like some of the new Nintendo stuff. I think what they have with Nintendo Switch seems like a cool concept. It would be great to be able to play the same games at home and on the go. The one issue with the design, more specifically for what seems like the gamepad for the at-home version, it just seems so bulky and a little uncomfortable to use. Maybe that's me. Also, something to share, if you guys haven't already seen in the past three days, which I don't think we had. Mm -hmm. um, so these two Pixar animators, Lou Hamo something or another and Andrew Coates, had this little side project and it is really great short animation however just a warning it is very very dark darker than anything pixar has made us cry with i and, love dark and well it's probably will make you cry it made me cry mm -hmm. i cried everything so i'm sure i'll cry um anyway here's a link to the animation and story if you're interested she did preface or let us know in the chat room it's about seven minutes long so watch it on your own time yeah we're not going to play the whole thing but uh we will have the link in the show notes at universebox.com i saw this link pop up on i think reddit or something the other day but mm -hmm. I, I wasn't in the position to sit and watch a seven minute video but i do right. want to check it out it looks really good and uh, the animation Pixar, looks awesome, right. too. And, uh, you know, uh, Angel mentioned the Rogue One trailer. Last uh, episode, we reviewed the Ro Rogue One trailer, and then we gave people homework for Blather Skypes mm -hmm. uh, to tell us what they thought about it. Yep. So we, we need to give them homework for this week, since we were just talking about postmodern jukebox. Why go don't watch you, some of it. Well, yeah, go watch some of it, of course. But why don't you write in and tell us your favorite cover song ever? I think I think that would be oh, a lot of fun. fun. And I, a little why, if you could. And yeah, like yeah, why little, it's your favorite. A little bit why uh, too would be good. And uh, yeah, if if it's by an indie band that we can play without getting copyright strike, all the better. All better. Uh, but uh, let's see. And we did have one more blather Skype this time from Monica. Take it away, Monica. Hi, Bill and Amory. This is Monica. Hey. Hope this didn't come in too late. Um, just wanted to drop this book suggestion in to you guys since it is National Book Month and throwback Thursday, I wanted to send you guys something that was my first email into uh, greetings from Storybrooke back when you guys had Audible as a sponsor. Oh. Um, so one of my favorite books is called People of the Book. It's written by Edwina Wren. If you want to do the audio, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm sorry, Edwina Wren does the audio. Geraldine Brooks wrote the book. Um, but Edwina does this fabulous, uh, and she voice acts it more than she reads it. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. She does all these different accents. 
incidents and whatnot really helps bring it to life. The book itself is um, follows a 500-year-old Haggadah. That's the Jewish book that tells the story of Passover. Okay. What hmm. makes this one particularly interesting is that it's illuminated in the Christian style at a time when it was believed that the commandment in Exodus, thou shalt not make any graven images, would have prevented any sort of pictures at all. Hmm. And so we start off the story in 1996 in Sarajevo at the end of the Civil War, and book conservator Dr. Hannah Heath has been brought in to do any repair work and conservation work that the, the manuscript might need in order to be stabilized. And as she's doing this, she finds four items, an insect wing, a wine stain, a saltwater stain, and a white hair. So she starts taking these things around to various um, experts in the field, friends, co-workers, uh, to find out more information about these particular items. The first one is the insect wing. Comes to, uh, come to find out it's a piece of a butterfly wing. So then we jump back in time to Sarajevo just before the Nazis invaded. And we're following the life of this young Jewish girl who's maybe 15 or 16 years old, just going about her day-to-day life. And then the Germans invade, and she loses her family. She escapes, ends up um, being uh, hidden away by, by this couple. And that's when she comes into contact with the book. And we find out how that insect queen got in the book. And then we jump back to 1996 and kind of goes and takes the next piece of evidence to the next person. Oh, oh it got cut off, I think. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like a very interesting book. We'll definitely include a link to that in the show notes. And thank you very Absolutely, much, yes. Monica. If you want to send in your own Blather Skypes, including your favorite cover song for yes, uh, Tuesday's episode, uh, email us contact at universebox.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universe box show. Mm-hmm. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, over in the chat room, Michael Lucero weighed in. He says, all I want to know is when the new Pokemon come out for Pokemon Go. I need to capture some, some gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want- hear you, man. Of course, we want to thank all our chatters tonight, Angel and Bobby and Michael. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to join us in chat, uh, we, we do this every Tuesday and Thursday, 10, 10 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. I, now, we do have some takeaways to, to close up the episode with. So, uh, gone are the days when kids got in trouble for ripping apart their Nintendo. <laughs> uh, soon, drinking and driving will be totally awesome. Uh, if you're going to see Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox, don't be surprised when Scott isn't there. And don't stop believing in Medea. So, Amory, don't stop believing. Okay, what? In Medea. Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can find this podcast and all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And like I said, uh, I believe tomorrow, Friday night, uh, the 21st of October at live at 9 p.m., live.universebox.com. Greetings from Storybrooke is getting its own reboot without us. We're uh, really good at this reboot thing. With Bobby. I highly encourage you. Rec- uh, I with highly Bobby, Liz, and I believe Hoops. Yeah, uh, Hoops. Uh, so, so I highly recommend you check that out if you like Once Upon a Time. And 
and they'll be uh, putting out an episode every week from here on out at yep. greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Uh, so I, I think that about does it for this week. We're, we're back. We're good. We're back. We're good. We're, do, we're doing it well, and uh, we, will continue, we will continue to do it well next week. But until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside.